0: Welcome to Fluent and Bravo. I'm your host and Bravo super fan, Angela Carlson. Join me every week to recap various shows from the Bravo-verse and deep dives into pop culture and entertainment news. Now let's get to it. Hello. I cannot believe that we are here. Episode three, Vanderpump Rules, season 11. And before I get into this episode, which I actually thought was really great in a way because we're now starting to... Yes, we're it's still Scandoval heavy, but we're starting to move the storyline into reunification of at least some of these friends, where it's not Tom Sandoval on one side and everyone else on the other. I did want to do a couple housekeeping notes before we get into this episode because all the Vanderpump people all have social media, they all have podcasts, they constantly post things so things are always getting I don't even know why Andy has reunions for them because we all know what is happening in real time. Why? why, I mean, obviously the reunion last year was lit. I'm not saying that that shouldn't have happened because that was amazing. But already we know what happened to Anne. Anne no longer works for Tom as his assistant. She, there was rumors going around that she was Ariana's assistant now. I, I mean, I only researched it for like three minutes. So I'm kind of lazy, but I didn't see that anywhere. She definitely is a hashtag Team Ariana fan, it sounds like. It sounds like she went to go see her on Dancing with the Stars. And she actually started her own podcast called... I know because everyone has a podcast on Banner Club Rules. So she has a new podcast with... Nick Vi, is it Vile? I'm not, sorry guys, I'm not a Bachelor fan at all. I, I rarely watched any episodes. I do watch Bachelor in Paradise every once in a while, but I'm not, is it Vi, Vial Files? Nick Vile Files? Amanda from that, which she sounds great on the podcast. She definitely sounds very seasoned. And Anne started their own podcast called, we signed an N an D A A N N D A. <laughs> you go to the podcast reviews and it is hysterical because all of the people are like, you can't even get your podcast name right. It should be. We signed A N D A, NDA, not an NDA. It's hilarious. If you want to just take some time. But I listened to the first few minutes. It was fine. It was wonderful. Happy for Anne. I'm glad that she's moved on, especially after watching this week's episode where she's cleaning up all of Tom's birthday trash and cans and grossness. That's not that's not a, a personal assistant that is a maid. So good for her. I'm glad that she's got her own podcast. Sounds like it, the first there's, I think there's only like two episodes. It's doing well. Speaking of podcasts, Billy Lee has also started a podcast. It's called Billy Lee and the Kid. I begrudgingly watched maybe 20 minutes of it. I kept skipping through because Billy Lee's co-host, The Kid, is the most obnoxious, human being ever. It has uh, 96 subscribers, their podcast channel on YouTube, 5.2 thousand views for their first episode. I think they launch every episode on Wednesday. I have not seen if they're dropping a new episode yet today. Tom Sandoval was the guest. That's the only reason why I watched it because I was like, well, maybe he gives us some sort of insight into the first few episodes of this season. Um, they also had a comedian. So basically the premise of this podcast by Billy Lee and the kid is they're going to have a reality TV star and a comedian each week. These guys went all in. I feel like Billy Lee spent their entire life savings on this set as well as the kid. I don't even know if the kid has. The kid seems like, I think her name's Amanda or something like that. She seems like someone that still lives at home with mom and dad and maybe use their retirement to set up. I mean, they have a full-blown studio. They have a camera set up. They have logos. They have microphones. They need to shut off the kid's microphone because all she does is scream through the entire podcast. Billy Lee is actually sober and is holding it together. Meanwhile, the kid is like, oh man, yeah, dude, I'm high as that. This is what? I don't even, where were we on this? It's just It's 45 minutes of just insanity. Tom Sandoval is getting sick, so he's eating cough drops throughout his entire thing, eating him right into the microphone. It's it's something to behold. Here's the thing. If you're going to start a podcast, don't put much money into it. I started this podcast on February 1st. Today is February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. So two weeks ago, I launched my podcast. I spent a total of uh, probably $165 setting it up. And that is only because it's, I bought the year subscription to Podcastle, which helps me record this. I'm recording it right now on my phone. It helps edit it and it also helps distribute it. So you upload it and then it sends it to Google and it sends it to uh, Apple and it sends it to Spotify. So I just thought, hey, this is a hobby. I if I make some money doing it eventually cool if I don't cool but I'm not putting a ton of money into it like a couple hundred dollars isn't that bad the additional $15 I put in is the Canva Pro subscription which allows me to do episode art which isn't much and my podcast artwork that's it that's all I put into this podcast there's no way I'm buying a set and buying multiple professional equipment and doing all of that yet unless it starts to make me money and then i'll reinvest it into this of course if you have an audience of course these guys talked about fidget spin um, fidget spinners they talked about their audio was so off because the kid was so loud and the comedian was loud billy lee and sandoval were both more quiet which are of course that's the reason why most people are going to tune in it's like the microphones were totally off We just don't care about any of these people. I mean, Billy Lee, maybe a little bit and Sandoval, maybe a little bit, but they just blew their entire life savings on the set. And you don't even know if you have an audience yet. It just seemed like four people that were most of them were getting high. Billy Lee seemed like she wanted to stay sober for a majority of it. And it's just it was off the entire time it was awkward silences it was four people the the comedian that they included in the interview she like stopped talking as soon as sandoval came on cuz all they did was talk to sandoval they played a segment called your new addiction and sandoval was like oh my new girlfriends my addiction um they did you know f Mary kill which oh my gosh really we're still playing that game this oh, it was it was awful so just don't I don't know. I might go and see who they have uh for week two's guests, but I have a feeling that this podcast is maybe gonna last a month or two when they realize how much work it is. And YouTube is its own beast. Podcasting is hard, like the editing, the even for a hobby, this takes up this is like a nice part time job for me when it comes to hours. I have to I I get up like at four in the morning, I record, I edit. And of course, I have to watch the shows and then take notes. And then I do a little bit of research on the side, like watching Billy Lee and Sandoval. So I I do not think this podcast is going to last too much longer. But God bless them. Just try it. Just try it out. If you want to try it, do it. I do not suggest spending any more than a couple hundred dollars, though, for setup. And And then try it. And then if you make money, you can reinvest it in better equipment. And you can then go into video and YouTube and all the things. And then that's another stream of income, but only if you're making money to begin with. And you, and there's an audience. Like right now, I have no idea how to check my analy- analytics. I have four reviews, one of which I gave myself on my podcast on Apple. And that's okay. I, I'm enjoying doing it so far. It's only been two weeks. I'm two weeks in, but I enjoy talking about the shows that I love so much. So this is fun for me. I don't, I think they just blew their load. So that's all I'm going to say about Billy Lee and the kids podcast. On to episode three of season 11 of Vanderpump Rules. You're not the queen of the group. Peacock description of this episode is Schwartz hatches a scheme to bring the gang back together. Ariana sets boundaries with everyone. Ah, Peacock, whoever's writing your descriptions, you did a better job than normal. And I salute you. We have intense music following James pissing on Sandoval's Bush in the previous cliffhanger of an, of an episode. And Tom and Tom discuss what just happened. Schwartz is like, how could things go so bad so fast? He was here for like a minute. And Sandoval takes him to a more secluded area away from just (laughs) the tragedy that his birthday party is. This birthday party looks so sad. Everyone's just... (laughs) Have it at a smaller venue so it looks like a more poppin' party. That's my advice to Sandoval. Everyone's just standing around the kitchen island. It looks so sad and abysmal and like no one wants to be there, but they're there. They're there because there's a camera crew there and they want to be on an episode of Vanderpump Rules. I get it. I would, I would show up as well. Sandoval is talking to Schwartz in the other room, away from everyone, but of course in front of the cameras, and brings up that you know, James said that Sandoval was guilty of the ultimate betrayal. Then Sandoval brings up that James was guilty of betraying him with Kristen 10 years ago. Schwartz of course is like oh, man, come on. What? He's just in absolute disbelief that Sandoval didn't just apologize. We then go across town to a venue called the Avalon where Evo night is taking place. After relieving himself at Sandoval's, James and Ally show up to support Sheena, Katie and Ariana James then becomes my favorite version of James when he becomes one of the girlies and transforms into gossip girl James Kennedy he starts recounting his conversation with Sandoval and you know once again makes it all about herself and wonders why she wasn't unblocked by Tom because she did reach out when Tom's friend died but Tom reaches out to James first Ariana then says, It's so sad how Tom has just surrounded himself with yes men and people that are on his payroll. And I mean, we saw the guest list. He has that Kyle Chan, who's his friend, and Billy Lee, who's his friend, but Billy Lee's also thirsty. Billy Lee wants the fame. And Kyle Chan's looking like he kind of wants the fame too, because he's popping up a lot. And everyone else is pretty much on his payroll it's his manager, it's his bandmate. And also, can we just say that the craft pom pom boa? that Tom got from a friend on his birthday it is so distracting I can't notice listen absorb anything else that is going on at this party except for that dang craft pom-pom because I have small kids and they make crap like that the colorful pom-poms that you glue on paper and you make little fun crafts that's all I'm thinking about seeing this boa around him We then get into the girls and they're set for emo night. It honestly looks like so much fun. If they had something like this around the parts where I live, I think I would probably go. (laughs) Lala doesn't know what emo is. And honestly, I kind of don't either. According to Google, the top five emo songs of all time. Now, of course, this is like all subjective. Of course, it's music. But according to altpress.com, the five best emo songs ever made. Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Okay, I know that song. That song's great. That song puts me in a good mood. Cute without the E. Cut from the team by Taking Back Sunday. No idea what that is. No, cl- I push play on the little preview on YouTube and still could not recognize that song. I miss you by Blink One Eighty Two. We all know that song. That's a good one. Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. And actually the founders of Emo Night were on Watch What Happens Live after the episode. And they said that My Chemical Romance was the biggest emo band. Not a My Chemical Romance. I don't even know if I, because I didn't know this song. I don't know if I would know any My Chemical Romance songs, but. And lastly, Hands Down by Dashboard Confessional, which Dashboard Confessional is. They do seem very emo. So once I saw the top... Five songs and kind of the mood i kind of got what emo was back to sandoval's birthday party and schwartz tells him he is bouncing to go to emo night um which i mean that party's so sad who who doesn't blame schwartz for wanting to go to emo night which looks like a lot more fun schwartz then has his confessional where he doesn't want to give up on his friendship with tom and then they show there was a lot of flashbacks this episode they are really relying heavy on the flashbacks so they show a lot of flashbacks of them bonding, and they are—they're just Schwartz and Sandoval are going to be friends forever, no matter what anyone says. There's no way that, that Schwartz is ever going to give up on Sandoval, and Sandoval is ever going to give up on Schwartz. Sheena sings her emo night with her Good as Gold remix, and if all of us could just have the confidence that Sheena has about her singing abilities and her performance abilities, is would be amazing and she goes you know i never want to be a pop star i want to be more of a gwen stefani which i do think she wanted to be the next britney spears in season one but you know all of our memories fade after a while and that's okay don't be gwen stefani and blake shelton though do not know those two if you guys watched the super bowl this past weekend those two debuted their new song do not no. i love gwen stefani and i love blake shelton and i love their romance together I think it's great that both of them kind of were married to cheaters. They found their way to each other to comfort each other. And now they found their true loves and they seem really, really happy. But for the love of God and the love of all of the eardrums around the nation, please do not make music together. Whatever song that was that they were playing at the pre-show of the Super Bowl. Oh, God, no. I love you and no one else do. It was just it was awful. Zero out of 10 recommend, even if you have not seen that that Super Bowl performance yet. Don't even look it up. Don't TikTok it. Don't YouTube it. It's love you. No one, no one else will. Do boo. It's, it's awful. Awful. Schwartz then comes to Emo Night and Sheena tells him that he basically missed her entire set and she's like, well, that's what happens when you decide to go hang out with other people instead of coming and seeing how awesome I was for my Goodest Gold remix featuring the 27s. Billy Lee is leading the charge on celebrating Tom's 40th birthday for the fifth year in a row. They sing happy birthday to him. The cake actually looks really yummy and delicious. It is today is the first day of Lent and I am off sweets that's what I'm giving up. I'm also gaining water. I'm trying to get my water in my water intake and up my protein, but I am giving up sweets. So that cake looked extra delicious today when I watched the episode. Tom then talks to Billy Lee about how he feels like Raquel is starting to ghost him. He says he hasn't heard from her in a few days. And well, actually, it might have been longer than that because he said they talked every couple of days. But lately, it feels like she's not reaching out to him. And he thought that maybe she would reach out to him on his birthday. But She has not. Billy Lee does seem to be a good friend to Tom and tells him to just that he needs to move on from Raquel. She's just not that into you. Back to Tom and Ariana's assistant, Anne, cleaning up after the wreckage of the party the following day. Again, she's a personal assistant. She's not a maid. Katie comes over with Ariana. They get some vitamin IVs, uh, which just is such a rich person celebrity thing. Katie mentioned she is going to meet up with Sheena later and work on their friendship. Kate, Katie and Ariana talk about Sheena being kind of a flip-flopper sometimes. She has a heart of goals. She's always the first to forgive someone. And, you know, they, they're they kind of iffy about her pursuing a friendship with Schwartz. We're then at pump closing up for our one Lisa scene. At least I always think it's a one Lisa scene. And then she pops up again a few minutes later. Lisa's on the phone with Ken, and Ken says she can change her mind if she wants to keep pump open, because she's like, oh, Ken, I'm just so devastated that that pump is closed, and he's like, oh, let's change your mind, and Lisa, it's okay. Lisa says she, oh, Ken, I would change my mind, but if they if the landlord would have reverted back to the original rent, it would have been just perfect. However, all right. I knew there was a little bit of drama behind this whole landlord raising the rent. Did they or didn't they? When Lisa first announced the pump was closing on her via social media after 10 years and she talked about how the rent was increasing and they just couldn't make it work anymore with the numbers. Lisa's landlord says that that was a bunch that was a bunch of crap. Lisa's landlord basically issued a statement and the statement reads, Lisa's comments regarding the rent for pump are not accurate. We did not raise the rent and in fact have been nothing but supportive as they tried to catch up on lease obligations, including forgiving some rent during COVID. So someone's lying. It's either the landlord or it's Lisa. Again, as a business person, it sounds better to just be like, hey, we can't afford this space anymore. We couldn't find another space. It does. For on Lisa's sake, it sounds better to just say, hey, the rent increased. I don't see why the landlord would lie about the rent increasing, but maybe it looks bad for them to, I don't know. Someone's lying, but I just want to give that little, little intel about that. Tom Sandoval shows up with flowers for a sit down with Lisa. Now, this is a sit down that I kind of want to see because uh, we're going to start talking about a little bit of money. Basically, Lisa tells Sandoval, I do not understand. Oh, Tom, why are you living in the, same house as Ariana. Can you do the gentleman thing? And please, please just move out. Be a gentleman. And Tom basically says, hey, it's a great house. One of us should stay there. Why why do we both have to leave and sell the house when it's a great house? He put a lot of money into it. He got together with his real estate agent and sent Ariana a letter of intent, which I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's a letter of intent to give her an offer to buy out her portion of the house. I don't know if that's a letter of intent I don't know what that means, but that's all he said. But he says that he has not heard from Ariana since he sent out a letter of intent of who knows what. Lisa asked him about his path forward and Sandoval goes on a kick about Sheena reaching out one moment, but then dragging him on her podcast the next with rumors of him stepping out on Ariana with Billy Lee in the past he says our, he says sheena needs to take a day off and i agree i agree sheena can't have it both ways she can't say oh i'm reaching out to you because one of your close friends died why are you being so mean to me and then the next second she's saying hey maybe there was something to those billy lee rumors basically implying that he has been cheating on ariana multiple times over the course of their nine-year relationship he does say sheena needs to take a day off and i agree we then talk about how Sheena had this person named Nima on their podcast, which apparently was someone that Raquel dated. This episode, Honestly, this episode should be sponsored by Shenanigans with Sheena Shea because we mentioned her podcast throughout the entire episode. What kills me is Lala has a podcast, too, and we really don't bring up her podcast. But Sheena's, oh, Lord, it's like Sheena put it in her contract. Hey, every time my name is mentioned, Shenanigans with Sheena Shea needs to be mentioned as well. Tom wants to move on, but yet can't say I'm sorry it seems to be his Achilles what is it what do they call that Achilles heel when you can't do something it's just like your your weak point it's just apologizing doesn't seem to be what he wants to do or if he does apologize he's like hey I should apologize once just once and y'all need to move on which he apologizes in one breath, but then the very next he's like, hey, I did nothing wrong. So it's hard to accept an apology from someone like that. Tom then brings up, and this is a touchy subject, of course, for a lot of you. So trigger warning. Um, he brings up that he was suicidal, which, of course, Lisa gets extremely emotional about because she lost her brother that way. Um, Lisa then says that she reached out to Tom after the they taped the reunion And she said that if he ever, ever thought about suicide or ever had those dark thoughts, even once, to please call Lisa. So she's a little upset that he's telling her, hey, I did have these dark thoughts. And I was on the thinking about it. And Lisa's going, wait a second. I asked you to please reach out to me. Please call me. So it's a very emotional, emotional scene. And I also wanted to share that while i'm speaking of that because they do bring it up at the very end of the episode they do have this statement at the very end of the episode that says if someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide call the suicide prevention hotline which is 988 three digits 988 and they will connect you with someone and to talk to so 988 and know that you are never alone Okay, next up from the heaviness of that last scene, because it was heavy, Lala and Ariana meet up at a shop called Greenwood Shop, and Lala makes a joke that she's like, Oh, I love small things. And they're talking about these, it, it looks like it sells a bunch of like candles, plants, little kitchen gear. And she's like, Oh, I love micro stuff. I love micro stuff, except for a micro penis. <laughs> It's like, oh, we get it, Lala. You like big dick. We, we get it. They talk about their plans to go see James at See You Next Tuesday and also talk about how they how much they like sober James. He's the best kind of James. Lala then talks about her sober j- journey and the benefits of being sober. She's like, hey, in my opinion, everyone should be sober. Your skin's better. You lean out and you don't don't engage with people that you wouldn't normally engage with. And we do. We love a sober queen. Katie and Sheena are meeting up for their rekindled romance or you're meeting at a Japanese restaurant called Taisho where Katie catches Sheena taking a selfie because <laughs> Sheena's favorite person in the world is Sheena. And again, not that that's a bad thing. It's just let's just say Sheena should be featured in the Reddit thread. May, I'm the main character because that's all about main character energy and Sheena's got a lot of it. And now, next up in our Bravo Budget Bites segment, where we look at how much things cost that these bitches order, Sheena and Katie both order a ginger lychee mojito mocktail. Now, I did not see any mocktail options on Taisho's menu, online menu, but they did have an alcoholic version of this. And I'm assuming they just took out the alcohol and put in, they probably just substituted the alcohol that was in it for soda water. But it has ginger, mint, lychee, and lime, 16 bucks per drink. That is insane. (laughs) And I guarantee that without the alcohol, just substituting the soda water for whatever alcoholic alcohol was featured in there and just including the ginger mint, lychee, and lime. Guarantee it was still 16 bucks because that's what restaurants do. And Katie decided to order the same thing, um, also 16 bucks. And I don't know if they ordered food. If they did, they didn't show it. So I would not normally look that up, but $16 a pop for those mocktails. And last week, I know that I said, I think Lala picked up the tab at that smoothie place for Ariana. I think Sheena gave this to production and said, Sheena seems like the cheapest person on the cast. I don't know why. I don't know why. She seems extremely frugal. She seems like she's a penny pincher. And maybe it's just because she does seem like she's a hustler because she's constantly mentioning her podcast. And she's constantly mentioning her Good as Gold single and remixes and her band. And maybe because she seems like such a hustler, she seems also like a very frugal person. I don't know. I feel like if Katie was picking up the tap, she probably wouldn't have given it to production like Lala. But I feel like if Sheena was picking up the tap, she would have said, here I need my thirty two dollars plus plus tax back, even though I think she also ordered a iced tea, which was probably ten bucks there cheap. Yeah, that place that I looked at the menu items. that place was not cheap. Katie talks about a date with one of Sheena's bandmates that she met at emo night where they bonded over their talk of tequila. Sheena then apologizes to Katie about inviting Schwartz to emo night. They seem to be on the same page about no longer letting toxic people into their inner circle anymore. Next up Vanderpump dogs. As soon as I saw Vanderpump dogs I go oh here we go another Lisa scene. Schwartz comes in to get his dogs groomed in a totally not set up segment. No not at all. Very organic. Then Schwartz talks to Lisa about the news of his brother Bert having cirrhosis of the liver. Uh, Sounds like he has been just in and out of rehab and definitely had a dependence on alcohol through the years. And it's sad because, I mean, Schwartz's brothers all seem, I think they're younger than him too. And Schwartz is what, in his early 40s maybe? It, It just sounds sad. And I know his other brother is battling cancer or was battling cancer and now his other brother having cirrhosis of the liver which is extremely uh serious so it just poor Schwartz. he's been through a lot lisa asked him about schwartz and sandys and lisa also thinks that the punishment doesn't fit the crime of sandval and scandoval and i i agree especially and she does bring up she's like here's the thing if ariana wasn't living her absolute best life right now it might be a different story but ariana is living her best life like in real time right now on February 14th, 2024, as I'm recording this, she's starring in Chicago on Broadway. I mean, this woman, she sounds like she's in a great relationship. It sounds, you know, she's gotten so many endorsement deals. She did Dancing with the Stars and came in, I think, third in third place. I mean, the woman is just crushing it. So Lisa and Lisa says, this, I just totally agree with what Lisa's saying. She's like, hey, it doesn't fit the crime. Ariana's living her best life. It was probably one of the best things that happened to her in the long run. Uh, then they talk about Sandoval and his dark thoughts, um, which, of course, again, very sad. And then the conversation moves to the group potentially going to Lake Tahoe for Lisa. She is opening up a new restaurant there named Wolf, and hopefully the landlord there won't increase that rent either. We then move to See You Next Tuesday, where Schwartz shows up uninvited, but to it's to a public event. <laughs> like, how they're like, uh, were you invited to this? Schwartz is like, um, it's kind of public. Schwartz then tells Lala that he is sober curious. And, you know, Lala at this point is like California over sober curious. But to me, it doesn't mean you do you boo. Ali says she's sober curious as well. And sober curious is like a big thing on Instagram. And honestly, I'm kind of sober curious as well. And actually for Lent, one of the things is giving up sweets, but also giving up alcohol because I mean, you know, alcohol's got sugar in it. And even though I don't drink as much as I used to pre-cancer because post-cancer, I just, I just don't like after my body went through all of the cancer treatment. Well, during cancer treatment, I didn't drink at all. But then even after I've just noticed that, you know, if I have more than like two or three drinks, um, I just feel like donkey crap. I just don't. I don't feel well at all. So I'm kind of sober curious, too. So I almost like, Lent, 40 days, no alcohol. OK, even my couple glasses of wine on the weekends, I'm going to give those up. So I like sober curious. Ariana and Katie show up and Schwartz gets instantly awkward and leaves to go mingle and chat with uh, DJ James, James Kennedy. Schwartz says Lisa invited everyone to Lake Tahoe So Schwartz is going to invite everyone, including Sandoval. And yes, as viewers, we need to see that we are ready for this group to come together. We are ready to just all Sandoval has to say is like, dude, like, 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 I'm sorry. Like that was messed up, man. And then everyone, not Ariana, excluding her, because she is totally allowed to feel all the things because she was in the relationship with him for nine years she it's totally okay for her to just be like I do not want to speak to you I do not want to look in your direction I do I never want to be in the same space except for the house that we live in together that's okay but everyone else it's like come on guys let's you guys run a cast together you guys run a show together let's move it along so yes I love the fact that Schwartz is like we're all gonna do this trip Sandoval shows up to see you next Tuesday as well with his BFF Kyle Chan who seems extremely thirsty for camera time as well uh, they also <laughs> they get seated in like the tiniest, teeniest little table ever at Sir. And they're right by a one of those, you know, ordering screens. Sorry, I've never was like a professional server. I was just a cocktail waitress and a hostess and a bartender. So I was never like an official server. But I do <laughs> like the screen where you put the orders in for the kitchen. And also uh, they're right by a fire hydrant. So I just thought that was funny. And Sheena, of course, is like, oops, just saw Sandoval and Kyle Chan and Ariana's just over it. Then Jesse, a Sir server, comes out of nowhere and uh, shows up and wants an apology for Sandoval. Tom gives his apology to him. He's like, dude, just get out of my shot. Like, get out of my shot, Jesse. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry. That sucks. I'm sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. All right. I think he apologized just so Jesse would get. Because honestly, there wasn't much room in that teeny tiny table room where they were at. They're, they're like, Jesse, you're taking up all of our air supply because there's only enough air for the two of us. Oh, it then goes back to the big group and Schwartz enters the chat to invite everyone to Lake Tahoe and says he is including Sandoval. Lala then puts Schwartz's feet to the fire and asks why Sandoval's friendship is salvageable. Ariana then turns into head bitch in charge and tells Schwartz that her life is better without him in it. Schwartz then has some sober, curious balls that exit out of his body and says that Ariana doesn't get to speak for the whole group and she isn't the queen of the group. And I'm like, yes, Schwartz, you got this. Yes, yes. Uh, he also says her ego is getting out of control, but then Schwartz immediately apologizes and his sober curious ball shrink back into his body where they now live forever. I was like, wow, that was so cool. And then immediately he retracted it and was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for saying all those things to you, Ariana. -uh. But she was being so. She was so mean. She's like, "Dude, I the second I you came out of my life, you're pathetic. You there's no there's just no hope for you. My life's so much better without you." And I was like, "Excuse me, that's so rude." I mean, again, she gets to feel the way that she feels, and she gets to cut people out of her life. The the ones that she wants to cut out, we're all allowed that. But damn, uh oh, this is my favorite part. So Sheena then gets up and is like, "Yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom," and then she. At the- she-, <laughs> ah! she then Sheena then okay so how this table is set up you guys have to watch the episode if you haven't yet Sheena then goes into this teeny tiny room like there's no way you can pass through it just to go to the bathroom so she like enters this like little room they're in with the little table and then sandoval's like oh hey sheena and she like is like oh 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 hey kyle's like hi hey She's like, yeah, I just need to go to the bathroom. It's like, Sheena, stop. Either producer said, hey, you need to walk by Sandoval to have this conversation. Or you're like, okay, I need I need more camera time. I need more shenanigans with Sheena Shea promotions. And this is what I'm going to do. So basically, she's like, hey, I don't want to do I don't want to have this conversation here because there's not enough space for another chair. But I will meet you in the back alley of Sir, which, of course, gives all of us Vanderpump Rules fans the chills because the back alley of Sir is iconic for so many reasons. And someday I will have a picture in the back alley of Sir. They meet in the back alley of Sir and uh, Sandoval gives her a drink. But she's like, hey, I'm three weeks sober. That seems to be definitely the one of the themes of this episode is all of them are kind of on this sober journey I mean Lala has been on it for years and James is on it off it on it off it Sandoval is on it Sheena's on it Schwartz says he's sober curious and then talked you know obviously we're talking about how his brother is drinking himself to death literally so it just seems to be and Allie's like hey I'm sober curious too so it definitely seems to be some like a theme here of just not a lot of drinking happening, which is good actually in a way, because it's the show's still great without it. Um (laughs) Sandoval then tells Sheena that she looks like she wrote in on a Shania Twain music video. And they both point out that they were going for Y2K looks which I agree. I mean the Sandoval sweater that he was in, that was every boy in my high school wore that sweater in the months of, you know, October through April because you know, I grew up in Idaho, so we had eight month long winners. Uh, they chat about how Sandoval handled the Scandoval of it all. And Sheena points out that maybe if he would have handled it better, things would be better. Um, Sandoval does admit that he handled it like absolute shit. You know, he again brings up his dark thoughts. And and she just like, dude, none of us, none of us want anything bad to happen to you and Raquel, which I thought was great that she did say that, because I honestly do think that none of them. I mean, yes, probably in the moment, they were wishing all the horrible things to happen to them. But now that months have passed, that's not the case. But then Sandoval brings up the podcast that are that dragged him, that dragged Raquel. So again, we get a plug of uh, shenanigans with Sheena Shea. And it, he's right. I mean, Lala made bang, Sheena made bank. Jackson, Brittany, even they create I feel like they created a podcast to make bank on on Sandoval. Sheena has a point, though, that Sandoval should also stop feeding into it, um, into the Scandal during his live shows, you know, with the whole, like, you know, inter- changing the lyrics to, you know, being in love with Raquel and, you know, doing the Schwartz's mom has got to go. I, just all of the stuff that he was doing during the live shows that were going viral. I mean, she has a point, too. He's like, you need to take a day off. And she's like, you need to put down the mic. They are very similar. Uh, they then have an argument about what a narcissist is, which is hysterical because Sheena basically says, hey, you're a narcissist. And he's like, you don't know what that means. You need to look it up. And she's like, well, narcissists narcissist would never look it up. Then Sandoval says that Lala's a narcissist. And Sheena, you could just tell that Sheena at that point, she's like so annoyed with with him. Um, And she's like, listen, I got to go. I got to go get Summer Moon, uh, you know, check on her. I, I got to be a mom. So she gets up to leave. And then Sandoval says, hey, you know, when you had... Oh, what was his name? Lima? Luna? Let me get let me get the name here. The name of um the one that Raquel dated. Nema. Sorry. Nema. So Sandoval brings up Nima on Sheena's podcast. And <laughs> you can tell Sheena's like, I'm running out the Oh, are we going to talk about my podcast? Okay, let's talk about shenanigans with Sheena Shea. So she does stop and she's like, okay, as long as we're talking about my podcast and my guest and me, absolutely, let's do this thing. They go back and forth about the podcast and Nima. And, you know, Tom says that he's actually, out of all the relationships that he's lost, he's actually really devastated by the end of him and Sheena's friendship. They again show lots of flashbacks of their relationship. And Tom then shuffles his Y2K look out of the alley and scene. So after, you know, Sheena leaves, she's like, oh, we're not talking about my podcast anymore because you're OK. All we right, right. I'm going to really go now. Are you sure you don't want to talk about shenanigans with Sheena Shay? OK. All right. I'm going to go to my daughter. And then Tom's like, OK, I tried. And he shuffles out of the Sir Alley. And it was it was a beautiful episode. It was a beautiful episode. It was there was just a lot of layers to it it wasn't so much funny as it was it was more deep It, it was just the best way to describe it is it was layered and again it ends with if someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide call the suicide prevention hotline at 988 what do we think about this season so far I'm liking how we are getting a meshing of the groups finally Lala seems to have a little bit of soft spot for Sandoval and especially Raquel. Maybe not so much Sandoval, but definitely Raquel, even though I do think that she's starting to turn on Ariane a little bit, like with last week when she was like, why would you call the cops? He's allowed to have a birthday party at his house. LVP is definitely like, hey, the crime does not fit the punishment. Schwartz is like, that's my bro. I'm going to ride for him. So the group is thawing, And it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please subscribe. Please leave a five-star review. That helps with the algorithm so much. Right now, if you type in Bravo in the search for podcast, I'm there. I am there, but I'm like the 66 one or something. So I would love to be in the top 50 uh, in the next couple of months. That would be very cool. And uh, I'm on all the, I'm on the TikTok as Fluent and Bravo. I'm on Instagram, X, Facebook, all the things. And also don't forget to tune in on Tuesdays where I release my podcast of The Real Housewives of Orange County.